Ben Moore has been in love with bees for as long as anyone can remember. And as far as we can tell, the feeling is entirely mutual. Although he still sometimes feels the sting of his passion. Hang around, learn a little. It's as sweet as honey and always a buzz. It's the Ultimate Pollinators Podcast with Ben, his friends and associates, and of course, Ben's Bees. On the line, I have Michael Colvin from High Meadow Honey in the region of Gyra, which is actually the top end of the Great Dividing Range. So really super pumped for this particular episode. And thank you so much for your time, Mick. No worries, mate. I'm really pumped for this. So tell me, what did you get up to today? Oh, man. Uh, on the tools today, maybe fencing. So it was a bit of a, bit of a shit day. The fellow that's working for me. Pulled the pin about eight o'clock last night. Said, "Oh, I can't come for the rest of the week." So we're um, trying to sort a few things out on my own, which is not great when you're fencing. But um, anyway, we got through it. Got through it. It's actually interesting. It. It's it's interesting because as I sort of mentioned at the start of uh, of the podcast, that we don't see many lawyers or you know solicitors, dentists, that type <laughs> of thing getting in the bees. It's a really so that's interesting. And so your your full time job uh, is a fencer. So you're a uh, yeah. Fencer? So for the last sort of twelve years, I've been contract fencing, and then um, and then the last uh, last six months, I've just bought a little excavator to try and cut back on the fencing. And um, what your missus says, a bit more age appropriate. But then <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, then we've been building building up a little honey business sort of for the last three years, I suppose, four years. Um, on the side, yeah. And, um, and how's know. that? How's that going for you? Little honey business, just starting to go really good. We're um, so we're just under fifty hives, and had a really awesome season last year. Well, you know, last what are we near? So last spring and summer, um, I've been sort of weighing all my boxes in and out so I can um, see which hives are performing, which you know the best and. Sort of so you can measure year against year, I suppose. Okay, but, um, that's cool. So I haven't I haven't sort of tallied this year's up yet, but uh, had a really good year. I've sort of got a really good spot. It's about sixty k's sort of northwest of here. We haven't had to haven't had to move in there for two years, and um, yeah, it's just really awesome. Mm-hmm. Really good place. Um, sort of regen ag farm, and got a real really big variety of plants. A lot of Oh, white box, grey box, yellow box, a bit of mugger iron bark in some tree lanes that's been planted. Then a lot of your, uh, yeah, and then um, the iron bark, and then all your sort of paddock flora, thistles, flowers, uh, a couple of native peas, and okay, yeah, so it's been really awesome out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you mentioned you weigh the boxes. Like, is have you got sort of an average of sort of kilos per hive that you've harvested? You know, sort of in the last twelve months. Uh, not off the top of my head. I should have. Um, I should have had a look before. I just. Uh, I've just got it written in a notepad, pad up at the in the honey room. I just. I'll have to bring it down and put it on the computer and work it all out. But uh, it'd be. So they're going in for thirty two or three kilos coming out. Uh, probably the best is about nine kilos empty. Okay. Um, then 
oh, you get a few. I get a, quite a bit of, well, not quite a bit, but I get some honey that's crystallised in the cells there. Yep, yep. Um, so those boxes are obviously heavy. I just leave it in there and it goes around again. Um, but, yeah, so whatever that works out, what's that sort of... Um, oh, mate, don't ask me. I, I fold, uh, really I fold getting, high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably, you know, some of you're getting that 16 kilos out of eight frames. Yeah, beautiful. Um, that's awesome. Plus the, plus the wax and whatever, but... Um, that's the top end of it, I suppose. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so, so tell us. So, uh, uh, for the listeners, all right. So, they've got a vague sort of idea of you know great dividing range. So, where Gaia is, you know, the new. Uh, uh, yeah, sort of give us a say Sydney. Um, sort of use Sydney as a bit of a a uh, landmark. So it's about a little bit uh, north of halfway between Brisbane and Sydney. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, two hours, two and a half hours. Inland from Coffs Harbour, or um, sort of Armadale is yes, a, yep. about half an hour. It's sort of the biggest regional city close to us. Okay, okay. and then then Guy is uh, twelve hundred meters roughly. Got yeah, the, okay, above sea level. Got the highest highest caravan park in Australia. Oh, really? Okay, apparently, but I don't know whether that's right or not. It says it on the sign as you drive in, but yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so we got a yeah, you know, we get snow here in the winter. We oh, really? Four. Oh, and yeah, at your farm, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's usually turtles, but you only get you know you get a couple of inches on the ground, but nothing. You know, you can't really ski on it or anything. But you go into town and there's three hundred snowmen around town. But yeah, yeah, okay. All oh, the kids making uh, <laughs> snow. So, 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 tell us about that. So, keeping your bees, you know, when it snows. You know, have you seen? You know, I, you know, any positives, obviously negatives being colder, but sort of tell us about that, Mick. Yeah, it's pretty hard to keep bees sort of in this area and get a lot of honey off them year-round because we've got such a short sort of um, warm season in a way. Um, so you've got, to, you've got to sort of spend you know, pretty much from Christmas time onwards making sure your bees are going to have enough honey to get through to the next spring. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's like where mine are, it's probably five or six degrees warmer. Oh, really? Okay. From where I, yeah. from where I live here. And they've been, they've been sort of cruising through winter, no worries at all. I've got a couple here at home. Um, so I've had hives here at home with a full super on top and, um, you know, and check the weight through the winter and they're going along fine. And then we'll get a little bit of warm weather early spring and yeah, everything starts to, you know, queen starts laying again and um, they start foraging. But then we'll get another, we could get another cold snap for two or three weeks and I nearly got caught last year. So I wintered hives here at home and they went in full and they went through, went in icy, but early spring they'd eaten a full box of honey really? in about three weeks. Wow. Just yeah, it yep. just went from from smoking through um, winter to early spring with absolutely nothing, and yeah, got to try and find somewhere else for them then. But so yeah, it's pretty hard. Um, like I've got a friend in Armadale that's she's sort of got I think she's got about thirty odd hives, yep. but um, she doesn't get a large volume of honey off just because of the you know the seasons. If you don't get a a good flow. And then when they're not moving them around either, though, so yeah. they're, not, they're not chasing a bit. But 
I'll move me if I have to. Yeah, of uh, course. I've, yeah. I've been out to Dorigo, um, just sort of God's country, just up in the mountains above Coffs Harbour. Okay. Really spectacular stuff there. Um, but I'll try and stay for an hour, hour and a half from home, yeah. That's, yeah, that's um, that's a good little. Um, you're keeping it close. Obviously, you can manage the bees and so forth. Now, you said the word Coffs Harbour. Now, the first thing that springs to mind when I hear Coffs Harbour is that little pest they made on our shores last uh, last month. What is it? What impact have has it been any impact with you, Mick? Have you found any issues? Like, sort of talk us through that. With you're talking about good old Varroa. Varroa, yes. Yeah. Um, well, not directly, but, you know, indirectly with having to do the alcohol washes, you know, it's, it takes time. Um, when it first got here, you know, like sort of walking around with a knot in your guts yes. for a while. Yep. But um, I'm feeling a lot better about it now. Um, yeah, I've had I've got a couple of good friends. Dan, one guy was... In the red zone there at Nata Glen, lost all his highs, and he he was yeah you know, basically had to shut his business down. But he's up and away again now. Like okay, he's, he's, um, he bounced back. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah really positive. He he was never worried about the Ferrari set, but yeah, but it obviously shut him down for yeah. some time. But he's he's got most of his boxes full again now with these. He's been growing nukes out with. And um, building them up, but and then another guy that we've been buying queens off from down there. Yeah, you know, he's in the purple zone, but obviously he can't he can't sell his queens out of that purple zone now. So his business is basically shut down. So you know, it's, it affects you that way because you, you feel for these guys. And you know, I went down to Newcastle sort of in the second week of when they were asking for volunteers with yes. Good friend and mentor from Armand Alan Thomas. We both went down there and you know, like, seen some of the setups there and you know what people, you know, what people have sort of had to go through. You know, seeing every setup where people should have been fined for what they had and not getting paid for them, but to setups are just just unreal. You know, like older retired fellas, we got six, eight, ten hives. Yeah, in their little you know half acre block out the back, and you know everything's numbered, everything's set up, just. Really nicely, real schmick. Yeah, love, love what they're doing, and yeah, one old fellow was in tears there when we were there, and he was basically right in the very thick of it, and you know, so all that affection, I suppose, like it's it's not good, but so so. I yeah, as far as directly, we haven't you know, I haven't had eyes anywhere. So near, those near them at this point, yeah. So, so, so tell tell us about that, Mick. So, you how long did you volunteer time for, and sort of uh, what was the duration, and and um, yeah, what were we doing? Yeah, so we went down. We're based in Maitland, and uh, we were I think we we're there for four days. Flew um, up in the motel. It was actually when the floods were on down there, so we had to get from one side of Maitland to the other side of Maitland, and they had to take this big detour to get around in the flood water. Yes, yep, and. Um, to where they had their, um, what do you call it, the, the centre, the control centre sort of thing where you start the day. And it was really awesome. I really enjoyed my time there. Just met a lot of people and learned a hell of a lot. Um, so then we get put into teams and go out, get get addresses and, you know, you got your, I can't remember the names of, um, you know, the people that are 
given authority to go on. Yeah. Places, yep. I can't think what they call them there. Um, like, like a biosecurity so, sort of uh, officer? Yeah, so they were, um, yeah, they were either fisheries or okay. um, yep. local land service personnel like government employees, basically, the, the different services. But maybe, yeah, in that team, then you go to a different, just get a list of addresses and you go around. There's two, two beekeepers in each group, usually. And then, yeah, you're going through the, going through the hive, setting up a, the tarp on the ground, and so you had a dirty side and a clean side, and had these little um, paper, paper bloody chemical suits okay. that you had to put on. Like a hazmat that type their, suit. That, yeah, yeah, that yep. was the that was the um, that was their bee suits with a with a veil, so that they could chuck everything out. Basically, but thank God we didn't have any hives that wanted to kill us. We were <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, we were, and, oh, but we were in the rain and everything. It was, but it was good fun. I really enjoyed it. It was good. And was that for a week, Mick? Yeah, four days or five days. Five four days. days I think. Okay. Yeah. And um, and what was the response from the actual these ho- sort of hobbyist recreational beekeepers? Yeah, you know I mean, having a yeah, they were great. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Um, I'm sure there would have been some that weren't, but you know, the week uh, that we were there and Alan Thomas. I went down with. Uh, he's been. He's done two or three rotations. I think and okay. he's just about to go. He's just to go about about to go on a uh, paid sort of week or two. And stuff. Um, we didn't have anyone that was aggro or anything. They were all. They knew what was going on and were happy enough. Yeah, you know, they were all really good. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And and did you find any vara when you're checking through the hives? Oh yeah, we had one one set up there. It was the first day, I think, too, and um, we couldn't count them. I say, really, in that it... little specimen jar, that had one shake, and it ended up being forty-five. Really, oh, mites wow. in, in the in the thing, um, which was a bit of an eye opener. That was, uh, I don't know, it would have been a k or two in a direct line from the port of Newcastle. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. So, wasn't far from it's sort of in around, I suppose, the epicenter where it's all where the, they were getting the bigger numbers. Yeah, it was interesting to see that. Yeah, it would be. And, and so, what? So, so talk us through that, Mick, because you know, people find that really quite interesting and fascinating. So, you know, you open up a hive, you do your alcohol wash, it's got mites. Looking at the hive, yeah. were they behaving any different? Could, was there visually, could you see them? So, you know, well, I didn't actually, yeah, I didn't actually open that hive up. I was with Alan that day. He opened it up. I was on the clean side, so I didn't actually see the bees. But, you know, we were not far away, so, and we didn't have suits or anything on, and the bees weren't chasing us. They weren't grassy, but, and it was raining most of the time we were there, so we were opening hives up in the rain. And, you know, they had plenty of excuses to not be happy, and it yeah. wasn't that warm, but, um, there was, you know, what was it, June or July? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, but the Hunter Valley there, it's a lot, you know, it's not too bad in winter. But um, no, they plenty, they were pretty good as far as I could see. And you know, most hives, you know, most of the bees would work with, you know, pretty nice bees that you'd be happy enough to own yourself. Yeah. Okay. We, <clears throat> we had a couple that were pretty cranky, yep. but um, not bad. Um, I mean, I think there were there were others that. That did get some cranky ones, but but there was like a, a full range of 
you know, different sorts of gear, you know, and some of that crap. Like I say, they shouldn't have shouldn't have these. Yeah. The right through to yeah. Right through to really good ones. That hive that we got the mites out of was a um, like a what do you call them? Like a coffin hive, like a long long oh, length. Okay. Length yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we must have been riddled, like I think forty five, like one shake. Yeah, that's so right. Imagine, imagine how many would have been in it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, it was that was the interesting part. You, know, you sort of got to physically see them, you know, and know what's yeah, you know, sort of know what it all looks like. And yeah, that's right. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, well, thank you for for going out and volunteering your time. Mick, it's um, oh, yeah, that's great you've done that because it's you know, hats off I think to you. I've only one, of, mm. one of two, and there was over 2,000 people, I think they said, over the really over the like up to this point. I think over, I just I'm not sure if you watched the Arabic presentation last week. No, I missed it. I bet if, I th- yeah, if you I haven't, yeah, have a look at it. I, I'd missed it and listened or watched it today, but um, let's say 2,100. People or just over forty-seven years worth of hours worked since it's kicked off. Wow, that's, awesome. A, that's awesome. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really, I guess, um, it's a the Aussie spirit. Yeah, you know I mean, that's definitely yeah. you know yeah. Australians. We, you know, someone's in the shit. We we come out and we help them. You know, what I mean, and that's, that's yeah, just help, help yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, we dig in and, and help people. I think that's definitely. Definitely, um, yeah. yeah, being Australian, and I'm very proud to be Australian because it's, yeah, to help people out, which is, uh, oh, yeah, which is awesome. awesome. Now, now, um, tell now your, your bee business. So, obviously, you, you, you're a fencer, um, got an excavator, you're doing some um, excavation works. So, so, yep. so, goals, you know, so talk me through where, where would you like to be as a, uh, you know, your beekeeping business, you know, in the next, say, you know, two to five years, me. I'd like to get it to a point where I don't have to fence, basically. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but we're also that like we we're, we're doing it all ourselves, so we're um, jarring it all, got our own label, selling it all. Um, we're just starting to get a bit of traction locally, and um, so we just went out to Moree uh, last last weekend, last Saturday. Okay, uh, there's a festival out of there called Maury on a place and we had an awesome day out there and you know picked up another supplier or two suppliers actually over the two days that we were there um so I just yeah we want to I'm going to keep building it slowly over the next couple of years and um I'm just pretty conscious of not going too hard too quick and yes you know end up, end up with too much honey that we can't sell um so I don't want to sell Bulk honey, if I, if I can, uh, you know, we'd like to follow it right through to the customer. Yeah, okay. So we just, yeah, so we're only we're doing three, three sort of bigger markets. Yeah, okay. Um, like out there, I think they had six and a half thousand people through for the day. Oh, that's cracking. Then out at Moree, and then we did one at Urala called um, Seasons of New England, and they had sort of a bit over seven thousand people through. And so we'll get and then we'll go down. There's one at Tamworth in November, just before Christmas. But um, yeah, so as long as we can keep keep up, I think I've got enough honey to keep up with the shops that we're supplying. So we've got shops in Sydney, Glen and Skyra, Armadale, 
Urawa. Um, and then now out at Moree and a little place called Gravesend, which is a nice name, isn't it? Yeah, Gravesend. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little town, it's is it? A little town. It's a it's a pub and a shop and about 15 houses. Yeah. That's, um, that's between Inbrell and Moree. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nice little well, it's just a nice little cafe and shop there that the lady runs and we called in there for lunch and she got chatting there and she wants to um, stock our honey there, which is good. That's but, awesome. So that's it. Yeah, that's what I want to do is keep building it that way and I'll probably build it up to 60 highs this next season. Yeah, beautiful. Thereabouts, maybe a few more. Yeah, that's awesome. Just working on that, trying to work at the most cost-effective way to do it. But um, like we were, we were chatting the other day about it, but yeah. It's it's um it's it's interesting being a being a fencer you'd be fantastic on the tools, so you'd almost be able to knock up supers out of old fencing paling posts or something, wouldn't you, mate? <laughs> you probably could, but they'd be a bit, they'd be a bit heavy, heavy in the end. Yeah, that's a good point. It'd be all hardwood, but um, yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's still pretty good value putting flat flat packs together. Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you got to have. You got a pretty good machinery to get, to get it done quickly to cut it out of, you know, getting a plank of pine or whatever. Um, you got to have the sort of right table saws, and whatever else, to so that you can punch it out and make it, you know, worth your worth your while doing sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's true. And and with the so with the business, uh, your wife Alison, does she sort of help with the uh, the bees? No, she. I don't think she's ever had a look in the beehive, to be honest. Yeah, okay. That's um, <laughs> but but um, she's awesome on the other side. So she does. She built the website and she does all the invoicing and helps with the labelling. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah. She, I said, oh, the other day, I said, you'd like to come and have a look in the bees and she's just not interested, I don't think. But um, I'd love to. Yeah, I love the sort of business side of it. Yes. And, yeah, dealing, yeah, supplying people and getting good feedback and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's um, it's interesting with uh, partners of beekeepers, they're either sort of, you know, knee-deep in helping bees or, you yep. know what I mean, they're sort of, yeah, on that sort of more front of house, you know, dealing with the, uh, the customer um, and that type of thing. And I should mention too, uh, highmeadow.com.au. I'll, I'll put the website in the show notes because it's a ripping little website. It's really cool for those to, to check out and uh, and see. So you've got some good products too. Uh, cream, creamed honey. How do you, how do you go uh, creaming your honey? How are you finding that? Because I reckon there's a bit of a science. It's, you know, cream honey can be quite fickle, you know, with temperatures and varieties of honey. Yeah. What's your trick? We've had a couple of, yeah, a couple of batches that didn't quite work. Um, I think the biggest thing is having the starter right. So, um, you know, like a 10% starter, which is you want it to be as good as it's... Like a good, um, good foundation. Yeah, uh, yeah, like it's... If it's not right and if it's not... The crystals aren't really small and fine and... Um, smooth then the rest of it you know because it takes on that nature of your starter it doesn't um it won't work as well like the crystals won't be as fine as smooth um so 
Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. And then the ones that the ones that didn't work, I had a, we had a power outage because through the through the summer we put ours in the fridge okay. and just yeah. turned the fridge fridge right down. So it's a good stable. You know, what's it? Probably I don't know, four or five degrees, six yes. degrees, or something like that. Yeah, and it's the same temperature the whole time. So then our machine it sort of runs for four or five days or seven or eight days if I forget about it. But um, it doesn't seem to worry it too much as long as the, the temperature's right. And, yeah, we're um, probably nearly a bestseller. People love it. Really? That's awesome. That's, I suppose being out in the country, you've got, the, you know, the, all the, the country folk, uh, the cow cockies, you know, because it is, you know, yeah. creamed honey is that real old school. You know what I mean? It's Well, that's the thing yeah. I was going to say. Like, people either don't know what it is, or they go, oh, I had that when I was a kid. And um, it was funny, out of Moree the other day, we had this oh, sort of, I suppose, 16 or 17-year-old girl come up and she said, oh, I don't really like honey. I said, try the, um, so we had taster jars, try the creamed honey. So she, she grabbed the paddle pop stick and had, had that. It was just blown away by it. And um, she came back four times during the day with four different friends get them <laughs> awesome. to taste the cream honey. And that's awesome. They all bought some. So, yeah, that's pretty gr- funny. That, that's grouse. That's fantastic. I absolutely love that. Yeah, so, yeah. What, what type of machine are you using? Uh, the, uh... Uh, it's a licensed one. Okay, licensed one. Um, yep. Yeah, it's a, just the smallest one they've got. It's just a 30, uh, yeah, 30 kilo one, I think it is. A 30, 30 liter bucket. 30 liter, yeah. Yeah, 30, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But in hindsight, we probably should have gone a little bit bigger. But when you start now, you just you don't know how it's all going to go. So you know they're dear enough as they are. But um, we'll probably upgrade it at some stage. But it's been pretty much running around the clock this year. Yeah, that's grouse. It's it's funny you just mentioned that. You know, in regards to something I've learnt regards to a bee business is you can't always. It's not always the best thing to buy what you can afford. I've learnt you got to buy the bigger model. You go, okay, yeah. if I'm looking at this particular model, you know, the 1,000 kilo an hour, whatever, I really should be buying the 2,000 kilo one. That's something I've learned. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I think you're right too. And, but then it's all, you know, the cash flow thing. And then I know, that's when right. you sort of start now, like we've got a, oh, a couple of mates and I, because it's a bit of a joke going that the first jar of honey we got, Sort of cost us about two thousand yeah. dollars. So. Well, which well, it's probably in hindsight, you know what? And to be honest, it's probably more than that, Mick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it would be. Yeah, it would be. It's yeah. um, when you look at that sort of, uh, you know, the investment and things, and it's and it's taken me years and years just to buy and stuff, and then I'm, you know, got to get the bigger model and and that type yeah. of thing. So it's um, I've just, when you yeah. when you're asking about the business side and and growing, and I think I've spoken. Oh, a couple of guys you've you've interviewed before, I think, and the fellow I was saying that lost his bees down at Nana Glen, like all said, you know, five to eight years before you sort of get it to where you really want it. Yeah, that's right. Like, yep. I reckon that's probably pretty right. We're probably three years into it now. But um yeah. It's um that's yeah, it's it's that's so true. It takes that long. I've just finally, I've been doing this for a, a few years now, and this week I've finally I bought myself a um, a turntable for filling the jars of honey. 
I've lost. Oh, awesome. yeah. So I've got a, a Sfinti. <laughs> it's a Sfinti brand from uh, from Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you got Looks one of those? Good. You got you got a honey pump, uh, or do you go no. with the old school no, with no. gates with the honey gate? Yeah, we're just just out of the honey buckets at the moment with the gates. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Mick. Um, get yourself a get yourself a honey pump, and yep. yeah, get get a um. I think get like a. I think the Sfinti there are unbelievable. Absolutely. I've seen them yeah. Yeah, I'm just you get that? Yeah, cool. Oh, that, that really, like, um, it's a game changer. Really is because, and I, and I'll tell you why you can really, what you can do with the honey gates, and you know what I mean, and it's um, it's yeah, but with the um, with the Sfinti pumps, you can actually get you know its accuracy is one two grams. So oh really? Yeah, yeah cool. the accuracy. Now once again, you with the the measurements, you know, I mean, you can calibrate it and. You know where you fill it up yep. to, but when you've got a machine that just will go spit it out and put it in there, it's absolutely. They're, I really recommend. Um, I'm actually funny stuff. I'm trying to get him on Marty. He's uh, Bendigo Bendigo Gold Honey, and um, yeah, okay. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. But it's it's funny with this podcast. A lot of people you ask. I ask. Trust me, I ask a lot, a lot of people, and it's amazing. <laughs> people are a bit shy. Yeah, you know I mean, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. shy, and it's um. So yeah, I've, I've been hassling him and um, uh, Jody Goldsworthy from uh, Beechworth. I've been hassling her for yep. about two and a half years now. <laughs> Every so she did say yes. So if you're listening, Jody, yeah, good. It's, yeah, she did. Didn't say she? Yes. Didn't she get up? Was, did she get up the front as everyone at the? Um, conference last year, or she, not? yeah, she certainly did. Yeah, she was there, and yeah, she's, that should she, be right to go. Yeah, I know that's right, exactly. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's uh, so thank you for your time. That's absolutely awesome, Mick. But it's oh, uh, no, good. No worries. What about other products? So you got once again, I'll put the website um, in the show notes for people to check out. You got some awesome. I love the candles too. They look really cool. Obviously, yeah, the websites. Yeah, so I just just amazing. started doing the candles. Yep. Um, Obviously, runny honey. Um, oh, we're doing like the three pack now, so we've got a in, in the two hundred grams. So like a creamed two hundred gram cream, two hundred gram runny, and then a two hundred gram comb and honey. So put a chunk of honeycomb in. Oh, cool! Awesome. And um, so then we yeah, so we had, we only just we haven't even got the stickers on them yet, but um, we sold a few of those last weekend. Um, yeah, so there's two different size creams, and then the three different size runnies, and then just started to do some candles, and we'll look at doing a couple of different types of candles as well. Yeah, awesome. So, um, it's a hard, hardest part of it, sorting your wax out, I reckon, isn't it? I don't know whether you, you probably got a pretty good setup, but oh. rendering the wax down is... Um, <laughs> The hardest part of the lot, I reckon. I, I, there is, I think there is that, and I, but one thing I can tell you is the mess, the mess yeah. that that wax. You know, what I mean, it it sticks, it sticks oh, and stuff. Yeah, it oh. gets everywhere, doesn't it? Oh, it's absolutely. It sticks and concrete floors and carpet and your clothes and and everything. It's it's, one of those things, yeah. I reckon, like it's, it's probably the hardest thing, but it's in a way, it's nearly the most rewarding when it comes out. Yeah, super clean and really nice. Yeah, like there's nothing better. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's really, um, yeah, no, so so true. So, um, so as far as um, obviously we've sort of spoken about some some cool things. Is there uh, before we sort of uh, wind this up because we're doing this at sort of night time, uh, recording at night time after after dinner and the kids are going to bed. Yep. Yep. Is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners, Mick? Oh, I don't know. Um, 
Don't be a fencer. <laughs> yeah, don't be a fencer. Don't be a fencer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know, mate. Just sort of enjoy being. Don't get um, don't get too wrapped up with the Sparrow. Yeah, okay. I reckon, um, like I, yeah, you'd have been the same. Everyone would have been the same when it first hit. But I don't know. I I, I feel like that we're on the. I don't know. We're on the better side of getting rid of it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Is my gut gut feel like? Yeah, you know, it's going to be going to be a few years, but I think we've come too far to drop the ball on it now. And um, I sort of, after talking to you and talking to a couple of other people, I sort of feel like that we yeah, keep pushing along with your little businesses or big businesses, whatever it is. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a good feeling that we'll we'll get round it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, um, that's, I think if we all help each other out, that's I think that's the uh, yeah important thing. Because obviously, you you look online; it's very uh, opinionated, and you know, I mean, I've got my opinions about it, and and but the one thing's for sure, you know, like yourself, you know, spent some time there, and I in 2018 I went up to Townsville for the yep. um, the Varroa Jacobsono incursion up there, and it's actually you know. The, the bottom line is, I think as well, is we're all, everyone's doing their best. You know I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Everyone is doing their best. And that's what, that's, more, what more can I, you for. I was just thinking about that today. Um, yeah, imagine if you were head of CPI, head of, you know, even head of Arby trying to run all this. You know, like those guys have been copping a pizzling. Oh, I they? Exactly. On bloody social media, yeah. I think well, imagine trying to run the logistics of it and have a crack at sorting it out, which is I think they're doing a bloody fantastic job. But um, yeah, whether it's the right or wrong way, I think it's the right way. You got to have a go at it. Yeah, that's right. A few, a few, a few things that were pointed pointed out in that Arctic, um presentation the other day sort of give me a bit more confidence that. Doing the right thing. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, so but the yeah. bigger, oh, probably, yeah, like you say, the biggest thing is get your information from bloody decent sources instead of crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's uh, it's sort of a little bit like like COVID all, all over again, which I've mentioned yeah, in previous definitely. podcasts. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like like with Dan Andrews locking us up in Melbourne. Um, for near on a year, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, yeah, you guys copped it, didn't you? Oh, geez, oh, it was unbelievable for poor people. So, yeah. but, but you wouldn't want his job, you know what I mean. And that's same with no, that's sure. you know what I mean. Those all those um, that, that team all working there, I wouldn't want their job. That's for sure because you know they're no. trying to do their best. And I, I once again, yeah, but, and everyone, everyone at this end just needs to do what do the right thing. Yeah, and, that's right, yeah. exactly. And that's I think that, and that's in my opinion, I think that's going to be. The undoing, someone who does the wrong thing, not necessarily yeah. knowing, not necessarily knowing they're doing the wrong thing, but it could be unknowingly do something, do do the wrong thing. I think that might be the demise. But it, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned with that top bar hive, you know, being riddled with mites, yep. but it wasn't. There was no health issues, was it? Yeah, you know I mean, it was actually it was a healthy hive. Yeah, but they would have been. It would have been coming, I'd imagine. Yeah, the, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Those sort of numbers. Yeah, would have been true. Away, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, true. That. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, like they were. 
they were right in the guts of it there, though, too. If it's, if it's had sort of 18 months or two years. So, yeah, that's right. To... It could have been, they, you know, it could have been right, right at the start, really. Well, with those sort of numbers, you think you'd have to leave it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, exactly, to fester away. But it's... um. Well, Mick, that's absolutely awesome episode. Thank you so much for your time. That was really, really cool. No, no worries, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Mick. Uh, and we'll catch up with you. It's um, probably well, – actually, you guys got a, have you guys got a conference soon? Is it this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the New South Wales one starts tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. That's right. It's, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow and, yeah, tomorrow and Friday. Thursday, Friday. Yep. Are you going? No, unfortunately. I would have loved to have got down there, but I just – We've got too much on and yeah, just different things going on, so I'm not going to get to this one, but um, yeah, we'll try for next year. Try for next year, yeah. yeah. It was interesting. I, uh, um, I, I, was, I, I sent a text to my uh, my beekeeping supply guy. I said, um, hey, Dave, I'm, I need some M-locks. I need 100 uh, steel M-locks because I'm getting ready for spring now. And yep. uh, he says, I'm not around. And then it twigged. Yeah, the conference is on. Uh, up there. Yeah, yeah, up there. Yeah. Then we got World Bee Day on. Saturday, I think, isn't it? Oh, this Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. World Beat Day. 20th. That's right. Yeah. World Beat Day. That's a big day. That's our our day as beekeepers to, to shine. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get all those questions. But no, thanks, Mick. That was absolutely yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for your time. No worries, mate. Appreciate it. No, and, well, actually, what we'll do, how about in a, a year's time from now, we'll, we'll get you back on and we'll, um, yeah, have another, have another chat because it'd be good to, yeah, Talk again about it in about a year's time. How's that Make sound? sure you put it in your diary because I'll forget. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Mick. Lovely chatting. That was all. Take right care. Right. Bye. Talk Bye, for now. Bye for now. How awesome is that? Fantastic talking to Mick. You know, that transition, you know, we're doing, uh, being a fencer and working with his excavator and then getting stuck into the bees and the markets. That is absolutely awesome. You know, geez, he's in a cool area for markets. You know, getting those thousands of people come through is absolutely cool. So thank you so much for your time, Mick. Absolutely awesome. Now, don't forget, until next time, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and take care of those bees. Bye for now.